Hello, 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 and welcome to the To Be Honest podcast, where we dig into into the Word of God to find God's truth. I'm your host, Bray DeWalt, wife, mother, minister, and today we will be discussing how we can be on autopilot and not even know it, living unintentionally. See, it's important for us to note that in this day and age, you know, in this woke culture, (laughs) we should be We should be awakened to what God wants us to live. We should be awakened to the truth of God. We should be awakened to live the way he desires for us to live. But instead, so many times we are on autopilot. We know God's word. We know what people are going to (laughs) say. And we we don't even have to think about it. We, We can go to church and we already know that there's gonna be the the welcome, there's gonna be a prayer, there's gonna be worship, there's gonna be the man or woman of God coming to speak, and then there's gonna be the closing. You know, know, our first apostle was in, um, when we were in Okinawa, Japan, and he used to say, you know, you might not actually have a physical program but it, it it doesn't. You might not actually have the paper in hand, but we can we can gauge what's gonna happen every single day. You don't even have to have that program in your hand. We know what's gonna happen. We we know because now we're we're in autopilot mode. This is what's gonna happen. We don't even make room for God to do anything new because we're on autopilot. Some of us who are, who, you know, will get up every morning and we'll study God's word and we'll get up and we'll pray and we'll worship. And then, and and that becomes our religious thing for the day because we're in autopilot mode and anything that shifts that, or, or, you know, it takes us out of who we are. And sometimes we don't know that God might want to shake us up. Okay. So I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what is what is autopilot wikipedia defines autopilot as a system used to control the path of an aircraft marine craft or spacecraft without requiring constant manual control by a human operator autopilots do not replace human operators so we still need to be there but the plane can maintain its its speed it can maintain its height through this system that's in place okay the term autopilot describes a state of mind in which one acts without conscience conscience intention (laughs) we're not even conscious y'all we're not we're not consciously intentional we're missing that we're we're actually um we are not even being intentional today, especially in the world of computers, our lovely phones and how we just scroll, 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 and we scroll, 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 scroll <laughs> more. And we're not even being intentional in our livelihood. No, we're not. Now, the defining feature of being on autopilot is that your awareness 
of the present moment is clouded. Let me say that again, because I want that to sink in. It says the defining feature of being on autopilot is that your awareness of the present moment is clouded. See, that reminds me of a man named Samson. Y'all know the story. It can be found in Judges. You can start at Judges 13. But I'm going to go ahead and read from um, Judges 16. Because, you know, Judges 13 shows you the life, how he was born, all the things that he was supposed to be doing. So you honestly, you know, as you're reading the scriptures, you honestly need to get that into yourself. And I I, I employ you to go ahead and, and read that. Um, but I'm going to start at verse... I'm, I'm going to start at Judges 16, verse 15. Now, in Judges 15, it says, Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great, where your great strength lies. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death, that he told her all his heart and said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. See, we would say, how how would we say that Samson was actually clouded at this time. Especially when he is saying exactly who he is. He says, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. He knows exactly who he is, but his love for Delilah has his awareness of the present moment clouded. Look, Love makes us do crazy things. (laughs) And so when we look at Samson right here, you would think that he was in his right mind because he know who he is. He know whose he is and he knows who he is. And yet he's given away his secret of who he is. He knew he wasn't supposed to tell anybody that. He wasn't supposed to tell anybody, I if I am shaven, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. So that tells that again tells me he knew exactly who he was. But yet his awareness in the present in that present moment was clouded. It was clouded by love. And Samson didn't realize he loved her, but there's no way she loved him. She cared about what she could get, not about Samson. But he loved her. And and that caused his awareness to be clouded. So it makes us, it makes me think that, you know, sometimes we can find our self in certain situations and our awareness of that present moment could be clouded. See, because that's what autopilot is. We're just kind of going through the motions. We're just doing things the way we have always done them. 
But look, drop down to verse, it dropped to verse 18. It says, when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines. Not thank you. Now you show me you love me. Not, oh, wow, he really does love me. Nope. Instead, she called for the lords of the Philistines and saying, come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. See, that's what her concern was. Her concern was the money. So he brought the money. They brought the money in her hand. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. His strength left him. The very thing where God has separated him and he was this strong man and he was a a Nazarite. And now he has given away the secret to his strength. And now his strength had left him. And see, when you think about him being a Nazarite and has separated for God, then God was with Samson. Everything he did and everywhere he went, God was with him. But what we see in this situation, it looks as though when his strength left him, so did God. He knew he was set apart. But this woman, he it, it says she vexed him till he gave away that answer. She did. She vexed him. But see, if you are on on if you are on autopilot, you are acting without thinking about what you are doing. Usually because you have done it many times before. So as I already read, she said, you mocked me these three times. It was three times that, you know, Samson would tell her what his strength was and then he would shake himself loose three times before. So at this point, he's just thinking, okay, I'm just going to do everything like I did before. So it says in verse 20, it says, and she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. See, you know, you could see how people get into certain situations in their life. If they get away with it once, they're going to try to go back and do it again. If they get away with it again, they're going to try to do it again. They just don't ever really cut it off until God exposes or opens them up. And so they don't realize that God is not, he's, he's not a part of this. Now we know that God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. If we made our bed in hell, he would be there. But you have to understand what God was saying in this situation when it was and God wasn't with him, that strength that he had, he did, he no longer had God's strength is what it was. Not that God wasn't with him because God, like I said, God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. But see, we miss so much when we are on autopilot. We miss so much. 
So brain scans have revealed that when you when your mind wanders, it switches into autopilot mode, enabling you to carry on doing tasks quickly, accurately, and without conscious thought. Our autopilot mode seems to be run by a set of brain structures called the default mode network. <laughs> you know what I call it? I call it the flesh mode network. FMN because we are in the flesh we're we're operating in the flesh we're saying Romans 7:18 for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh for I have the desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out that's what we're saying to God I don't I can't do it God I can't we know nothing good dwells in this flesh we know that but we rely on it anyway and we don't rely on God. And then we go into autopilot mode where we're just going through the motions, where we're at church and we know everything that's going to happen. That even when we're going through, we even know what to say, y'all. I'm blessed and highly favored in the Lord. I'm doing well. Are you blessed? I'm blessed too. And hurting, going home crying, going home to bad situations. But I'm blessed and highly favored in the Lord. And, and we're and we're not living the life that God initially intended. Instead, we are that we are in our present moment clouded. Our present moment is clouded. Living on autopilot is basically the opposite of being mindful. If you're on autopilot, you're letting your brain's automatic function kick in for daily habits through processes and decisions. And that means you can easily find yourself missing parts of your life, missing chances to learn or grow and getting caught in a spiral of the mundane. We wonder why we can get on Facebook and just scroll and look because look what we're doing. We're missing parts of our lives. We're missing chances to grow because we're getting caught I had to stop getting on Facebook like that because then I would get caught. Then they started having the little videos. Then I would get caught in the videos. Then it's like, you know what? I need to just stay off. How about I just stay off? I get on. I check the birthdays. I say happy birthday and get off. If I have something to post, I get put that on there. Because otherwise, I'm getting caught on there. Now, I, I, I got some more information about that. So I know I'm getting ahead of myself. But I just want us to understand there we're 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 on autopilot in the spirit realm we're not getting new revelation we're not getting new word we're not learning new scriptures instead we are doing the same thing that we've always done and we're dependent on that to get us through instead of doing that thing the new thing instead of renewing our mind daily instead of going into that Instead, we are saying it's okay to be in this state right here, the same state we've always been. And God wants to take us higher, y'all. He doesn't want us, us to stay in that place. Do you want to know how you know you're on autopilot? I normally don't do this, but I got four points that I want to make. I know that there's more. I know there are other scriptures you can use. And I say use the other scriptures that's going to help you get through the process. But I'll give you the scriptures that came to me even as I was studying. 
You do things without thinking. That's number one. You do things without thinking. There are plenty of tasks or activities that we all complete each day, which don't necessarily require much thought. But if you're living on autopilot, you might be doing these things without even knowing why or actually experience them in them. For example, how many times have you driven the same street and didn't notice anyone or anything on the way? Maybe notice the trees or the mountains or even the houses. How many times have we done that? I know I have. But see, it's time to get out of that situation. You might want to, you know, say Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, um, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report. If there be any virtue, virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So we might have to ride down the road in a different mindset looking for the trees I love fall because I love looking at the different colors of the trees we we need to find a way to transform our thinking from the mundane into something new livelihood think on what sort of things appear what sort of things are lovely there are love a lot of lovely things around us that we can look and just oh wow God look at your creation look what you've done even in the same ride. But so many times we are an autopilot, so we don't see that. <laughs> the second point is you overcommit yourself. Living on autopilot means we don't take time to consider the consequences of saying yes. We don't even realize it. We just say yes. Somebody asks us, do you want to do something? We say yes. Somebody said, can you come to this social event? Can you come over here? We say yes. And then we're overcommitted and now we're overwhelmed and we're freaking out. Before we realize it, we don't have any idea. I don't even have enough time for myself or my family because I'm overcommitted. Well, I want to free you today. Because what does God say about it? Matthew 5, 3, 7. 537 I'm sorry New Living Translation it says just say a simple yes I will or no I won't anything beyond this is from the evil one notice how we can say no in the Bible y'all we can say no so I don't know what this thing is where we feel like we have to say yes and it seems like our default setting is to say yes when somebody says something to us if that's you, you can say no. It's just it just say a simple yes I will or no I won't. And I hope that frees you today. Number three, you forget parts of your day. <laughs> Every ever arrive at a destination and have no memory of how you got there. I talked about that earlier. I've been able to drive all the way home and just was thanking God when I got there because I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. I don't even know. Why? Because my brain was on autopilot. It knew every turn to make. It knew everywhere to go automatically. But see, when this happens, though, we end up missing huge parts of our day, which might actually have brought opportunity, joy, or interaction. 
you know, I, I would be able to drive down the road and people was like, you know, would say to me, right, I saw you and I was waving at you. <laughs> you know what? Yes, you were waving at me and I was in autopilot. I was on autopilot and I had, I didn't even see you. But now I do take the time to be aware of my surroundings. And it's so important to be aware of that. But also I had to learn how to find joy in my surroundings and what as well. And so Psalms 118.24, New Living says, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I had to find that joy. I had to look at, just like in number one, I had to look at, um, the ride. I had to look at something that was good, you know, maybe focus on maybe it's a house. Maybe it's the yard. Maybe it's, you know, the light pole. Maybe it's, it's something that God is going to show me. It could be the birds in the air. It could be anything where I'm finding joy in it instead of, man, I'm just ready to get home and I'm just trying to get home. God says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, he said, rejoice. See, but we always, we always have answers or we always have excuses for not having that joy. But I just believe that God wants us to rejoice. He wants us to have joy. And the last one is you waste, you waste time and are just existing. Some of us are just existing. So when we're looking at other people live life on Facebook, we're not living our own lives and we're just existing. We're not doing anything new. You know, it says the human mind hates discomfort and will search for any distraction possible to remove that sensation. If you are scrolling just to be scrolling, you could be on autopilot because you're, 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 you hate discomfort. God could be saying, I want you to come up high. And you're like, I'm not ready to do that yet, Lord. I want to stay where I'm at, but we don't want to stay. God doesn't want us to stay where we are. Look, Romans 12 and 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He said, don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed. But how can we be transformed if we're not learning new scriptures every day? Okay, so some of us have a little bit more problems than others like myself. And I my memory is not all that. But you know what? You pray and you ask God, how can I remember the scriptures, God? Give me a way to remember your word. Give me a way so that I can press into your word so I can do something new. So I can so I can be amongst the land of the living and not just existing. Not just scrolling, looking at other people live. So ask God, start looking at the scriptures, start studying the scriptures, start meditating on the word of God. We do this thing called faith confessions where we study out the scripture, but we know the address, the verb, we know it. And we say it. And we don't just say it, just just say it, but we want to live it as well. And so that's key so that we're doing something new. And I just want to encourage you. Judges 16, says, however, 
The hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven off. <laughs> no, you wonder why that makes me happy because when his hair started growing back, guess what? His strength came back. And if you read the end of the story, you'll see that that Samson actually killed more people dying than he did when he was alive. That it, that his strength came back. He actually did something intentional. And so we miss the mark so many times because we're living a mundane life or we're living in autopilot mode. We're missing out on life and everything that God has for us. So I want to encourage you. Let's do something new. Let's get that mind out of autopilot. Let's go get back to enjoying life and enjoying life to the fullest and going where God desires for us to go. Amen. I hope this was a blessing to you. I praise God for you all listening to this. You know, um, sometimes we just, we, <laughs> we just need that encouragement. So I hope you were encouraged. And I just want to thank you for joining me here on the To Be Honest podcast, where Tuesday is Truth Day and Jesus is Lord. I want you to stay tuned for the next episode. Um, I I believe that we have a part three coming up to does my body belong to me Um, that and I'm hoping that uh, my husband will be doing that next one with me. Um, You can reach me at to be honest um, um, podcast on Instagram. And so if you have any questions, if you just want to, you know, give a shout out and you want to say you listen, come over to the Instagram page. I would love to hear from you. I think that, you know you know, we we're here to encourage one another and lift one another up. So thank you for that. I I hope you were blessed. Have a blessed day.